Hello and welcome to the 25th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingber and I'm your host. Today I have with me Depina Capilla, a technologist working at, univer- at the University of Texas, Austin. Uh, and she teaches and she's a teacher at Skill Crush where she teaches women and men uh, to code via an interactive platform and through face-to-face connections uh, with a variety of instructors and students. Welcome Depina. And for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hi, uh, everyone. And I'm so happy to be here, Ruben. Thank you for hosting me. Um, So my name is Deepina Kapila, um, or you can call me D if that's a little bit easier. I know that's a bit of a mouthful. We can uh, blame my parents for that. Um, (laughs) And uh, like Ruben said, I am a technologist at the University of Texas, uh, Austin, and I also am an instructor at Skill Crush. um, And kind of my whole world is... um, all about technology and education, um, specifically web development and design and UX. Um, I moved here to Austin, Texas, which is where I'm at right now, in 2001 um, as an immigrant from the Caribbean, um, from a tiny little island called Curacao. Uh, And uh, I live and work here and I'm just a big geek hanging out and doing my thing. Awesome. So I love to to ask all my guests uh, sort of where did you – where did you get your start on the web? So I think the web for me kind of goes goes back to just technology in general um, and kind of how I got my, my start there, which um, was, was really early, uh, kind of naturally, and then I kind of like moved away from it and then came back um, into it later in life. I'm kind of a classic late bloomer, but um, I'm, a, I'm a big gamer. My uh, parents were really into getting my sister and I into video games. They were, you know, both into games, my dad especially. So they kind of raised us. Um, you know, I think I picked up my first controller uh, when I was three years old and started playing. I think like the first game was that we played was Bomberman with my dad, <laughs> um, just like in our living room. And I kind of knew um, then that I loved gaming and I loved, um, you know, education because it was just such a big part of the games that I was playing, um, you know, at, kind of at an early age. But then I sort of wanted to get away from technology um, for, you know, a variety of reasons and then kind of came back uh, into it um, in, in in school, actually in grad school. Um, so the, hence the late bloomer uh, came back into it in grad school after I had a really great instructor who um, in, you know, and I was I, my master's was in, in new media um, housed in the College of Communications. But, you know, I had a great instructor who sort of I took a survey course with her about web development and design um, and just sort of everything came together for me then and I realized that you know technology in general is a world that I wanted to live in um, and that um, you know web development design uh, education video games like all of that needed to come together for me to uh, you know and like culminate in a career um, that now I've had in you know for the last few years where I've kind of been focusing on all those things at once Um, so that's sort of a very convoluted (laughs) history of how I got where I am that's awesome so so obviously you've learned a lot uh on your own uh building uh I would imagine some stuff. Um how did you sort of figure out from that survey course how to learn uh you know your design skills and your web skills specifically? I think for a lot of people when they're jumping, you know, when they decide, "Hey, I want to learn to code or hey, I want to learn to be a designer." There's just so much out there and trying to figure out how to learn it is probably the hardest st- stumbling block. So what, you know, what advice would you give people for that? 
Yeah, so I think that the, you know, there's definitely some exposure that you have to things just as a normal human being, even outside of higher ed or, you know, like informal education, whatever you're involved in, um, which is just being somebody that's using the web or using modern tools. Um, and, you know, you kind of just get curious about things and you want to figure out what's going on or something about um, one aspect of the web or, or another might pique your interest and you kind of, you know, decide that you really like it. And that's kind of where it started for me is when I sort of realized that I was spending a lot of time gaming on my PC online. Um, and then I, you know, was on the web doing that. And I was just sort of like, well, I want to build things on the web then. Like, I want to be a part of this conversation. I spend, you know, eight hours a day here from like midnight to, you know, whatever <laughs> someone kicked, you know, like at the time my parents kicked me off, like go to sleep, you have school in the morning. Um, you know, and even as an adult, you have to like find a way to do that to yourself. But um, so you kind of get involved in this space and you realize that you want to be a part of the conversation. And especially when I realized in grad school that like it was a thing that people could have a career um, and get paid to be on the web um, for, you know, at least eight hours a day. Um, and then, you know, like come home and be on it for eight, another eight hours. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of when I realized, oh, this is where I should be because this is kind of where I am anyway in secret. So like, why don't I make it my life? And the thing with the web is you realize very quickly that you can't just be a path. Um, you know, you need to be able to build things. Um, you start having ideas of things that you could do online. Um, you start having, you know, and especially being an immigrant, I think the web was a big portal for me to be able to connect with my family that lived all over the world that I, you know, like um, didn't have access to, you know, go and visit as often. So I just started noticing that things like Skype and things like chat and all of these different, you know, having a blog and things like that were, were making it um, possible for me to live uh, where I lived and still be connected to my family. Um, so, you know, after taking that survey course and kind of, you know, like the instructor, um, who, who is a mentor of mine and I still talk to today, um, you know, she introduced us to HTML and CSS. And I kind of realized after the class, um, which like I said, was a survey course. So you learn a ton of stuff. Um, and you kind of realize when you start building things that, Oh my God, there's so much more for me to learn. Um, so, so um, true. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that too, from, you know, being a tech geek yourself, like you kind of like you scratch the, you know, the surface of the tip of the iceberg and you realize there's so much more out there. So how, you know, how do you like factor this into your life, have a full-time job, have friends, you know, like pay your bills. <laughs> I think um, what's, I think what's so hard for people is sort of figuring out because there's so much to learn, uh, figuring out how to navigate it and sort of like, do I do HTML and CSS? Do I do PHP? Do I do Ruby? Do I do now everybody's talking about Swift. Is that what I need to do now? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of so hard to figure that part out. I'm wondering how you were sort of able to navigate those waters. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of myths around learning too, that, you know, um, that need to be busted that are like part of that issue. So I was just like, okay, I have to learn HTML and then I have to learn CSS. And I kind of like, as I like learn things, like, I mean, you might, you know, you might be in a class or you might be like at a bar with someone and they'll mention something about the web and I, you know, like you write it down really quickly and go look it up later. I've always done that, you know, like kept a, um, you know, like kept a little list on my phone, um, via an app or like, you know, just scribble it down on a napkin somewhere and like stick it in my purse and be like, this is on my to-do list. I'm going to learn this. So like, I use a lot of tools to kind of like track, like just like, you know, kind of a to-do list style of like putting things that people tell me or like that I hear that I want to learn about. So I can like go back to it later. But one thing I realized was that, you know, the framework of sort of, especially for web skills that people are really selling out there is that like, you have to learn this thing. And then after that, you have to learn this thing. And then you can learn this thing and sort of like scaffolding yeah. the learning a lot. And in a lot of ways that does make sense, but there is, there is kind of this like myth busting around it too. I mean, you don't have to be an expert in one thing before you can move on to the next no, thing. I mean, that, I think that's huge. That is huge. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's, 
I think like a lot of people, you need to, there's a foundation that everyone needs to get. And I think that for most people that's starting out with HTML and CSS, um, because I think that's, I really think that's the quickest way for someone to see some results, um, you know, like to build their, to, you know, build their, their own landing page, even if it's something simple, even if they use a framework to really get it started. I think that's like a real quick way for you to be like, wow, I could do something. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, at Skillcrush, we really try to bust a lot of of these myths around learning and say, you know, yes, we're going to teach you these foundational skills. And then like after a certain point or like even before you hit that point, like in your own head, um, you can learn multiple things at the same time or you can like go back and forth between different skill sets. I mean, yes, while you're kind of getting up to speed with JavaScript, why don't you take a Ruby class? They actually, it really helps, you know, I mean, athletes cross train, right? Yeah. No, I, I think it's also what it is, is that like once you start, especially with JavaScript and, you know, JavaScript and jQuery and PHP and a lot of things, once you sort of have like the, a little bit of the programming mindset, it becomes much easier to sort of like figure things out. So for me, I wanted to know WordPress and I wanted to be able to develop WordPress sites, which I think a lot of people, uh, can have an opportunity, you know, really have a solid business foundation to, if you know, WordPress development, um, absolutely, you know, once you do that, you sort of, so, you know, I knew some JavaScript and then I jumped into WordPress, which is all PHP, which I'd never touched before in my life. But because I had the programming mindset a little bit, I was able to sort of navigate, you know, figure out what a for loop was and all this other stuff and sort of, you know, really move forward within it. Yeah, like things you don't even know that you're doing, but then you're sort of like copying and pasting snippets of code and you're like researching what things do and how do you make it work. And, you know, you may not know exactly what it's doing and you can kind of like come back to that. Um, But, you know, you you try things out and just, you know, just as long as you back everything up so that when you mess up and the screen goes blank or (laughs) the site's no longer live, that you can like, you know, resurrect this older version of it before you messed everything up. I think it's fun to go in there and play, you know, and that again comes back like I guess like being a gamer is you just like you're not you're not afraid to play with things and I talk to our students about a lot at skill crash is like you know there are a lot you're gonna make a lot of mistakes just embrace that um but you're gonna be fine everyone does it it's it's totally cool you're gonna be great don't worry about it yeah and a mistake you make locally on your own computer is your own mistake like who cares yeah it's like it's not a big deal um so I'm wondering you know we're, we're talking about the learning style and how to figure out where to go and what to do next Uh, And I think that a lot of people, uh, I think for a lot of people, there's a, you need to have some real confidence to build things and to keep pushing forward through the hard parts. Because, I mean, we talk about it and there's a, you know, nowadays there's a real rose, rose colored picture of like, oh, I, you should build this on the web and whatever. Um, How did you sort of build your confidence to build anything at, at the early days and what kept you pushing forward? I think that I was, I mean, I'm just obnoxious in general. There's that. Um, but then, you know, I think another thing about it is just, um, you know, work, work in a way that you're comfortable working in and don't try to work in a style that like other people are imposing on you, you know, um, Co- like coding and learning to build things is actually a really social thing. Um, I don't know who invented this like idea that it's this like, you know, basement dwelling thing. You have to have like done it for a million years to be able to like even get something up there. Um, you know, and this whole idea of like, you know, um, you know, better than is enemy of good enough. Like, I mean, put something up there is, is, is kind of like the advice that I was given that I try to follow even to this day is I'm just like, I'm going to get something up there when I'm learning something new. Um, and it's going to be horrible. Probably the first 15 times that I do it, but as long as I keep at it, it'll get better. And once you start doing that 
and you start seeing kind of like self-critiquing yourself or getting friends to look at your stuff, um, you know, and you start seeing that there is um, progress in your work, like from what you did last week to this week, you've gotten, you know, markedly better. Um, that was really encouraging. And then I think just meeting people that were in the same you know, like that were struggling with the same skill set that I was that, you know, we're trying to do similar things. Um, that conversation is really important. Just like kind of having like, you know, like your compadres that you can you can go to and say, are you struggling with this? Oh, my God, let's go get a beer and talk about how <laughs> annoying this has been for the last week. And like how, you know, and you just like have to recharge yourself. And that's 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 part of the that's part of the process. And, you know, that's one thing we really do with Skullcrush is we've created a community of of, of people that are working on on similar projects so that you can, um, you know, find your people and work on it together and it's certainly something we're trying to do at you know the university of texas as we you know do like kind of online blended classrooms as we're trying to say like peer learning is really important you know when you're learning something and you 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 reach that aha moment share that aha moment with somebody else that might need it and it kind of reinforces your own knowledge and kind of you know like helps you move forward I think the uh, the community aspect of Skill Crush is one of its strongest selling points. I think there's a lot of platforms out there to learn to develop, and you know, I don't I don't recommend anyone specifically. I think they all have their strengths uh, and weaknesses. And I've spoken to a lot of founders and people who work for the different companies, um, and they, I really do believe that they're all fantastic. Um, but I love the community aspect that Skill Crush is based on, and I think a lot of others have a very similar model. But I think I don't know. There's something about the, I've been in the chat rooms and I've been on the message boards and I think there's a, there's something about the camaraderie amongst the people in the rooms. Um, that's really amazing. Thank you. Yeah. We really try to do that. I mean, we, we really put a lot of time and effort into getting to know our students and trying, you know, like to customize each course for, um, the students that are in it. I mean, we do pre-class surveys before people even start, you know, once they register, um, or enroll in our courses so that we can get a feel for who our students are and like really customize the curriculum and like our master classes and all that kind of stuff around, you know, and even like the way that we support them around what they're doing, what their career goals are, um, and helping them reach their goals, I think is really important. And just make like making, busting a lot of those myths, right? Which is, um, you know, like you're, you, you, this is not an isolated thing. This is a very social thing, and um, and it's fun. I mean, you're building, you, know, you see your ideas come to life, so what does that look like? How long does it take? And just being really honest and upfront about it and um, trying to create a really great environment uh, for, for students to bounce ideas off each other and off the instructors, too. So if you if you had a, a student, um, which I, you interact with tons, I'm sure, um, what, you know, and, you know, they are looking for some sort of motivating force for themselves. They don't they they they've heard about this thing called the web and they want to do they want to work on it and they want to build things what Pete, what would you tell someone just starting out uh to keep them motivated and to keep them going so i would try to find out what um you know what part of like why they're here really you know like what do you really want to build what ideas do you have um what do you see the the web is the vehicle for you. And if you don't really know the answer to that, like kind of trying to, um, you know, talk, talk to you about it as a student, like what are the possibilities? What could you do? What ideas do you have that would work really well on the web? And then kind of, kind of working on, you know, like a pathway with them, um, to realize what, what, whatever those goals are. And, you know, like in class, it's always a really good thing or with any, like when, whatever you're learning, um, and especially with technical skills, having a project is crazy important, right? So if you have something that you're, you're working towards, that's not just, 
um, you know, taking some, you know, like watching a video online and trying to like replicate the code that they have in the video, um, but but that you can actually like do the application piece of it to a project or like to a goal that you have. Um, that I think makes a connection between the knowledge and and like what the end like product is going to be that makes it really clear to the students and then we can kind of work towards that goal um so oftentimes breaking things down in that way um helps both the student and i realize like what path we need to take to get there um and that it has to be fun so you know like we try to focus on personal portfolios because a lot of our students are trying to um, move up in the career in their careers or transition to a totally new career um but you know we've had some students that are just here to learn a new skill and you know want to build a website about you know the game of thrones or um you know like the first website i ever built was horrible looking website about you know super smash brothers which is this, <laughs> is this like great you know fighting game um, is, on nintendo is, is the website still available i need to find it i i know that i have it like somewhere backed up on some crazy like rusty old drive somewhere i need to find <laughs> it I'll, I'll find it I, I did it kind of like this like you know like what what character you select like what it says about you thing and then wow. like had like you know fake comments from my like roommates and stuff and um like did like a ver- like kind of like a um we had a match like on Friday for four hours and like, here's who won and here's like the standings and kind of try to do it like that. But I mean, it was a horrible looking, it had like terrible bright yellow background. Like I actually used like a marquee, uh, you nice. know, like, a blink, blink tag. Know? <laughs> yes. Like things you're not, like I tell my students, this is a thing in HTML still, but don't ever, ever use it because it's awful. Um, all you, tables, but, you know, like, all it. tables all the time. So I didn't do the tables because even though they were okay at the time, I just thought they were horrible and like a pain, a pain in the ass. So I just didn't want to do them anyway. So it worked out for me because as you know, like fate had it, um, tables were like kind of outlawed. So um, that was a good gamble on my part, just being like, I'm not going to learn this piece. I'm going to like move on to other parts of it or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, just like have, I, I think I would just, I tell my students all the time is like, have fun. Um, you know, don't let people be prescriptive about what you can and cannot do with these skills, which is like why we have such a gender gap in technology in general, like one of the many reasons. Um, but have fun. This is a really fun thing. Yes, there are some learning curves. Yes, there are going to be like frustrating moments, but let's pick something really fun as a project for you to do, or as like a product that you want to get out of this. And then let's, let's go through it together. And that's what we do in the classes. Nice. So you touched on it uh, for a second there. You mentioned the gender gap in technology, and I don't necessarily uh, talk about this very often, but it's something that's very that interests me a lot. And I'm, I'm wondering what your perspective is on it. Um, how do you suggest uh, technology companies and people as a whole sort of uh, get more women and more girls into the field of technology and web development or design? My gosh, I feel like I could talk about this for 800 years. Um, <laughs> well, we don't have 800 years, I know, but I know, I, know it's, I know it's a short podcast, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, I would love to hear your perspective. I know Skill Crush is geared towards women, uh, not exclusively for sure, um, but you know, what, what's your, what's, you know, give me your three-minute sort of pitch on how we do that. Sure. So I think, you know, one, um, one really big way that, you know, we've talked about um, kind of in a a roundabout way is to just sort of like be um where where women are like where they want to be and you know like the the kind of the messaging around the whole um sort of technology industry is problematic to begin with you know first of all the fact that technology is considered like this separate thing from all the like from like marketing and and sales and like all these different you know quote unquote industries is a, is a big problem for me because it's like technology is ever present in everything um it you know influences and affects every single thing that we do so it doesn't need to be isolated in this little corner you know and and made out to be this 
like this other, you know, it is, it is um, created um, in a very, it was created, everything in technology is created collaboratively. It's all about this sort of like social element, element to things. Um, and it's everything building on each other and being sort of this very, um, you know, like fluid, um, constantly changing again, industry. I'm like breaking my own rule by calling it that, but it is ever present in everything that we do. And I think, first of all, we need to change the messaging around that. Um, because I think that is a very, it, it's a very alienating thing, um, for women and for minorities even even kind of in that in that area. So I think a really great way to tackle it um, is is by changing that messaging and then by um, and sort of bringing attention to the fact that it's fun, that, um, you know, it's like you can't I, I get really annoyed when people say this thing that like, oh, you're a liberal arts major and I'm like a STEM person. So we like <laughs> think differently and we talk differently. I mean, liberal arts constantly teaches critical thinking skills, you know, teaches like um, logic and kind of like the way that you, um, you know, embrace rhetoric and kind of like how you you have like, you you know, discourse around different different issues. And that is what programming is. Um, you know, it's about languages and it's about kind of like logic sets and how you sort of do things. And so I think that myth needs to be busted too. Um, like technology, like I said, is ever present and everything. And everyone just needs to know that you can, it's a tool to get things done. It's not an end to anything, but it's a tool to get goals, um, you know, to achieve goals. And I think like, that's sort of like a really broad way. Like I, there are a lot more prescriptive things I could get into to make it more accessible for people. But, um, you know, we need to stop making technology such a divisive thing and such like an us versus them or like you versus me thing. And just like realize that it's, you know, kind of like this, in this Gibsonian way, we're all going to be technologists in 10 years. You know, you're not going to have a tech department. People in every single department in your workplace are going to be doing tech. So we need to look at it in that way. And it's a literacy thing. And it's it's um, something that everybody needs to influence and shape and affect because um, it's just going to get stronger and better, just like ideas in general. For sure. So we we don't have a lot of time left, so I you know I don't want to brush this subject aside at all. But I, I it's very interesting to me to hear your perspective and to sort of hear your ideas. Um, so for someone fresh uh, to the web and you know someone who's just starting out, uh, where do you suggest they get their start? Well, obviously, I'm going to be biased and say skillcrush.com. Oh, well, um, I'm, I'm not saying where I'm not saying where like to learn, where to but go. but like sort of you know. If you if you were coming to the web today, what would you learn first? Like where would you know that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I'd absolutely say HTML and CSS is a great way to go because you know, and I know we use like code very sort of as an umbrella term for things. And yeah. It's like more markup with this, but it's a great, um, it's a really great way to learn some to learn something with a much kind of like your learning curve is a little bit quicker and you're going to be able to um, learn and figure out how to like launch a website on the web and learn really kind of the nuts and bolts of how the web actually works. So starting with HTML and CSS is kind of my sort of like answer to that, no matter who you are and where you're coming from um, and what your background is in. Um, definitely start with HTML and CSS, you know, build a website. It may be small. It may just be you know, like an, a one page, like bio and a photo of you or something. Um, but, you know, ultimately develop that into your portfolio and, and do it from scratch. I mean, there are a lot of platforms out there that have made, um, you know, being on the web, uh, like a five second thing, you, you know, anyone can have a website. Um, my dog has a website, um, but it's just kind <laughs> of like, what's your dog's website? And I was just saying that for like effect. I mean, oh, I should, oh. she should probably have a oh, website. Sorry. Um, <laughs> No, you called me out on it. I think that's good. But um but you know the well, I just wanted to I just wanted to share it with everybody else. Well, she does have a um hashtag. It's Daily Ripley. Nice. You know, 
Ripley as in like from Alien, um, the movie. Nice. Best female character of all time, arguably, <laughs> is uh, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley, but um, so named after her. But so, you know, it is it is really easy to have a website, but um, learning how to like how everything works and how everything kind of comes together on the back end and kind of coding it from scratch, launching it by yourself. I think that's a really, really um, empowering foundational um, exercise in your learning. And I think no matter what you do and like what frameworks you learn, uh, whatever the thing du jour is in, in tech at the time, if you do that from scratch, um, you are going to be very well prepared, um, you know, in, in whatever else you pursue after that. So that's where I would start is HTML and CSS for sure. Okay. So these the next couple of questions are questions that I, uh, I ask literally every single one of my guests if you could go back to yourself uh at the very beginning when you were building your first website the super mario brothers website uh what singular piece of advice would you give yourself i think i would just tell myself to stop getting hung up on what everything looks like and just launch something already um you know don't 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 be so self-conscious about um, what your first website looks like, because in two weeks, you're going to think it's horrible. It's kind of like writing in a diary, right? When you're a kid, you like read it a year later and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I was insane. What, what was I thinking? Um, I'd never want anyone to read it. I'm going to burn it. It's going to be like that with your, with your website too. Um, and, and be comfortable with that. And, you know, just like put some work out there and talk to people who are better than you work with people who are, you know, 10 times better than you, um, so that they, they can influence you and make you better and, you know, take the critique and try to like implement it and just like iterate on, on that horrible, ugly thing, um, (laughs) until it gets better and better and better and better. Um, but I think a lot of times like we make stuff and we're just so afraid of showing people what it looks like. Um, and just afraid of like the criticism and just like the reaction, even if it's positive that it like didn't live up to what we wanted it to be. Um, that we stop doing things. And so I think I would tell myself and like everyone else that just like put, put something up there um, and then work on improving it. But you've got something up there and that's, that's a, that's a really great, uh, that's like the celebrate, you know, pop, pop the bubbly. That's great. <laughs> I think, I think so many people uh, will find that valuable. The idea of putting your work, you know, you can work on something locally and you can make it beautiful or you can make it ugly or whatever it's going to be. But until you share it, until you show it to somebody else, you don't know if it's actually good or not. You don't know what it is uh, until you show somebody else. And I think, I think for so many people, there's a, there's a little bit of hesitance too. But like, once you get over that barrier, you're gonna want to show everybody the littlest things that you do, and it's gonna be great. Okay, so uh, what is the favorite? What is your favorite thing that you've worked on on the web? Wow, that's definitely ooh, what a question. Um, I've, <laughs> like I've I've worked on a lot of different things that I've loved um, doing. I think probably my favorite thing um, was I worked at a nonprofit um, where we taught uh, high school girls in tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade um, to code, kind of an after school program. And um, we worked on these. Um, we used Python to make these like educational um, video games that you could play in your browser. Um, and I think that was really fun because, um, you know, we got to do like a sample, kind of show them what they were doing and then they kind of made their own games. And so you kind of got to see, um, how the skill set like culminated in these, these really cool educational video games. Um, so I think that was a lot of fun, even though like, you know, I guess I'm sort of circumventing the answer to that question by saying like, I love that other people made this thing, but (laughs) Uh, at one point, like we made a thing too, and we kind of like showed, um, you know, the girls how to do it and they just like took it and ran with it. And I was just so impressed with what they did. Um, that I, that's definitely one of my favorite things I've like worked on. That's awesome. So what does the future hold for you? Like, you know, what do you see yourself doing in the next six months, year, you know, what cool things you have coming up? 
So I definitely want to, you know, so the summer is starting. So I'm kind of like revisiting. I kind of keep this like loose sort of curriculum of like skill sets and like things that I want to learn, um, you know, like an ongoing list of things. And um, I think I'd really like to finally get into Unity, which is a game development engine um, and see if I can kind of like actually like someday, um, you know, make a game as a horrible as it might be, um, you know, on that engine. So I think like this summer, I'm probably going to work up a study kind of like curriculum for myself to learn that. Very cool. Uh, I think it's great that you are, you're a well-established technologist and you are still pushing yourself forward, uh, to learn something. And I think that's another piece of piece that people don't understand is that as people in this industry, you never, you never stop learning new things and you never stop building on your knowledge because it's changing so rapidly. And yep. the fi- and the sort of final question that I ask everyone is where can people find you on the internet? Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff, website. That's Yeah, so I'm super chatty on Twitter and I love talking to people. Um That's how we met. Everything that's how we met, yeah, and I'm always like um, you know, like running my mouth off about like what I thought about Maleficent and how I disagreed with, you know, all the reviewers and like mm-hmm. X-Men came out and like what comic books are we reading? What are we doing? So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at D E E K A P I L A. Uh, and I love to talk to people, so hit me up. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Dee, for joining me tonight on How to Hold a Pencil. It's been an honor. Thank you very much. Um, I will post uh, show notes at www.howtoholdapencil.com. You can follow the show at www, at, how to, at hold a pencil on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Ruben Ingber. That's R-E-U-B-E-N-I-N-G-B-E-R. And once again, thanks to my guest, D, and I will speak to you all next week.